0: host, Beth Ann.
2: And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you as a body of believers across this great land, those of your children who are very concerned about this country. Father, hear our prayers. Give us guidance. Give us courage that we can walk the path you have put before us. I ask, Father, for your protection over your children and over President Donald Trump and others who are fighting for this country. Hopefully they're fighting for you Father, we know that all the troubles, all the struggles, all the things that are going sour here in the United States of America is because the children, all of us, have taken you for granted. Many of us, many of them, many of the politicians have kicked you out. I pray, Father, that we will be a repentant and humble people and we will come back to you. Make us the warriors like David, wise like Solomon, and full of love like you. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. It was difficult to figure out where to go today with the show. I don't know about you, but it's just getting to be where everything looks the same. (laughs) The news, the corruption, the the stupidity of people, the things they say, the things they do, the fights in the Congress and the fights here and the fights there. It just looks the same. I got an article yesterday, and I am going to share it with you today. And that is really what prompted the title of today's show. Globalism is Tyranny. And then I decided to bring out... The first couple paragraphs of the main chapter, I call it the main chapter. It's the one who started my book, Tyranny. I titled that article or that chapter Tyranny. Tyranny is a vicious enemy. And we could replace the word tyranny with globalism if you would like. But I will say tyranny. Tyranny is a vicious enemy, enemy, limitless with its tactics to subdue a people and conquer their land. Tyranny is cunning and deceitful, never hiding its face, just its intentions. Disguised as a do-gooder, tyranny preys on our emotions and uses our own system of governance against us. Tyranny changes the rules, amends the contract, ignores the rule of law, and spreads falsehoods and sows discord among the people. Tyranny has many names, but do not be fooled. Tyranny is a viper set out to control and enslave all people. Tyranny cares not about your race, gender, or even your political views. Tyranny masquerades as democracy, socialism, glo- uh, communism, yeah, globalism, Marxism, and takes on titles such as congressman, congresswoman, bureaucrat, and journalist. It infiltrates into the clubs and schools and universities and nonprofit organizations, associations, many of which are supposedly serving the good of the whole community. But the good they serve, however, is for self-supremacy and dominance, globalism. Tyranny has many soldiers and is well-funded. There are many people who fall for the outward beauty and wealth and prestige who will sell their own grandmother for power. Tyranny sees sovereignty as an evil creature. Tyranny is godless, seeking only to be a god. Tyranny produces nothing but destruction, pain, and yes, death. What we witnessed during the State of the Union Address was a globalist lying to you about every single fact of what is happening and why it's happening in this nation today. Tyranny knows no party, and you must remember that. Many Republicans are globalists. Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham. I know he's pretending to support Donald Trump. Don't trust the man. The list can go on and on. We could add some on there and we would not be totally wrong. Why did many Republicans who we consider to be great conservatives vote for the omnibus bill and stack the deck even higher against America? Tom Cotton did that. Were you aware of it? They hate the new representative Santos, but not because he's a liar. (laughs) That's not why they hate him. He's just not one of them. He wasn't very bright with all his storytelling, and yet the mainstream media bragged about the storyteller of the president. He wasn't very bright, but he did get elected. And it'll be up to his district in New York whether they elect him again or not. Our elected officials are a puffed-up bunch, believing themselves above the people, you and me. This is a quote from Ludwig von Mises. He's an economist, historian, uh, uh, so uh, and he was a sociologist. <laughs> he is best known for his studies comparing communism and capitalism. And this is his quote. The standard of living of the common man is higher in those countries which are which have the greatest number of wealthy entrepreneurs. I want you to think about that, because I have a story about Somalia that I want to share with you later in the show. Winston Churchill said, It is a socialist idea that making profit is a vice. They don't want you to make a profit. (laughs) This one is by Wright Patman and he served 24 24 consecutive terms in the united states of the house of representatives a democrat from texas he served in the his district from are you ready for this 1929 to 1976 now rudy found these these quotes for me today And I thought maybe that was a typo. And he goes, no, it's not a typo. 1929 to 1976. And this quote is from him. And I want you to think about what it says. In the United States, we have, in effect, two governments. We have the duly constituted government. Then we have an independent, uncontrolled, and uncoordinated government in the Federal Reserve System, operating the money powers, which are... Reserved to Congress by the Constitution. Well, he was wise. I don't know how he felt. In 1929, he might have been one of them to put the Federal Reserve into action. No, I think that was even before then that that happened. The one with the primary responsibility to the individual's future is that individual. Dorcas Hardy served as the 10th Commissioner of the United States on Social Security Administration. And this one. This is a Roman senator. His identity is unknown. I fear for our nation. Nearly half of our people receive some kind of government subsidy. We have grown weak from too much affluence and too little adversity. Yep. Rome fell. It looks like we're falling, too. I have a little more here I want to talk to you about our nation being divided nearly 50-50. I just have a question about it, and maybe you can answer. Think about it and send me a note or something. But are we divided 50-50? You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. that's one 800 375 discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs and join melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m eastern time on financial survival radio visit dgscoins.com that's dgscoins.com We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Right Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, I wanted to talk about just a little bit. I'm just going to, it's just to to make you think. And maybe I'm thinking completely wrong. It's possible. It has happened. You could ask my husband and Rudy. They'll tell you that. If we are divided 50-50 in this nation, then why isn't CNN and MSNBC and the other mainstream or lamestream medias Ratings as high as the conservative networks. Have you ever thought about that? Because it doesn't make sense to me. It's not logical. We have um, Direct TV that has kicked out Newsmax, even though their ratings were high. But they said they were asking for too much money, and yet we know they're paying more money to some of these other networks that have lesser ratings. So if we are a divided nation, 50-50, which I have always wondered if we really are, if we are that divided, why, are, why is it so important to the left to control the media? Why is it important for them to censor out truth? If we're that closely divided, that ought to be able to win a few more people over with their good ideas, right? Well, it was just something that popped into my mind and it popped into my head a few months ago and I just thought, are we really that divided? And if we are, why aren't why aren't the left supporting their networks like the the conservatives support theirs? But for one thing, the left are selfish. Very self-centered. Oh, speaking of, I wanted to make a little did care, I guess, regarding the self-identified ladies at The View. Why is anybody watching them? They are rude, they are angry, and they are ignorant about nearly all things. Remember when they meow <laughs> made fun of a beauty contestant? A beauty pageant contestant, because she wore her scrubs and a stethoscope as she was doing her her talent. She was talking about what she had learned from her patients that has Alzheimer's. They didn't know nurses wore stethoscopes or used stethoscopes. And they are going to give you and me wise political advice. They don't know the Constitution. I presume they don't want to know the Constitution. They are ignorant about the Bill of Rights, and, of course, they don't care about rights, And they, unless it's killing a child. They care about that. And they certainly aren't capable of understanding the Declaration of Independence. I really think they are incapable of understanding, because I believe they have blocked their minds intentionally. You know, you get a mental block sometimes, but I believe they have... A block intentionally. Their coverage of the <laughs> of the, of the uh, uh, State of the Union address was criticizing. I mean, they went on and on about Margaret Taylor Green's outfit, her coat with the fluffy collar. But they ignored Kirsten Cinema's yellow dress with the wings. I thought she looked like a butterfly. If they want to wear something like that, then go for it. Who cares? But the ladies at the View do. Yeah, I wouldn't take any fashion tips from those frumpy, overpaid, self-identified ladies. Just stop watching them, people. Just stop watching them. But let's get serious, America. Going back to what we were talking about, tyranny is widespread, and the ignorant, they are loud. I have uh, in my hand something that Rudy gave to me earlier this morning, Uh, about about the Church of England. I'm trying to grab some things out here to go along with it. And um, he's talking about how the Church of England has waded into the debate over gender-neutral pronouns within the realm of the deity. (laughs) So this isn't anything new, though, because a few decades ago, the feminists wanted to remove the pronouns he and father and the word father from the Bible because they know better than all the writers that were actually with the father. So they want to reconsider the terms like he and our father. You know, kind of like that representative, I can't remember his name now. I think his last name was Johnson, but I don't remember for sure that... He's a Methodist minister, and he got up and did the prayer a couple of years ago in Congress and said, amen, and amen, women. He didn't. <laughs> Here comes Rudy. He's got something to say. That
1: was one of Missouri's own funds. Yeah, is, it was Kansas. Emanuel Cleaver.
2: Cleaver. Why do yeah. I always want to call him a Johnson? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, he's from Kansas City, and my sister's not very proud of him. Correct. She's a Kansas City gal. But here we have, go back to this tyranny and globalism, and now we're going to talk about the separation of church and state. Well, you know, this is the Church of England, so I don't think we can handle them. I mean, we were done with them a long time ago. Kicked them out of the country a long time ago. I'm not going to even... But the FBI has warns against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology. They're attacking the church. Now, I'm not a Catholic. I attend a Baptist church. But they're particularly going after the Catholic churches, the ones who want to have their Latin mass. I guess maybe they don't understand it. (laughs) Maybe they should do it in big Latin. I'm just kidding. So they have the acronyms they consider domestic counterterrorism field of acronyms rtc which means radical traditionalist catholics if it's the old radical traditional catholics because they're using latin mass they're kill- they consider you a domestic counterterrorism or terrorist whatever they also gave the uh, rmve as an acronym which means Racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists. If you are a Catholic that believes or practices the Latin Mass, the FBI considers you a threat. So, tyranny, it has no separation of church and state. Globalists, you know, the morning, the the Church of England, they have no separation of church and state. The state will tell you what you can do and what you cannot do, what you can worship, how you can worship, when you can worship, if you can open your church doors during COVID or whether you cannot open your church doors during COVID. And that was not just the Catholic churches. It was the Methodist churches. It was the Baptist churches. It was all the churches, the Lutheran churches. I don't know if they went after the mosques or not. But the feminists have been around ruining things for a long time. I've got a, a book on um, that by Phyllis Schlafly and her uh, niece, uh, Susan Binker. I've got about four or five of those books left, I think. But here is this uh, feminist <laughs> professor, physics professor, and she's created a piece of art. And I think it's a video and everything. I didn't get to watch it all. But it goes back to this. She's obviously a woke dope. But here's how it explains it here. An art exhibit explores the creative and scientific selves of a professor. Herselves. Not herself. Herselves. Who argued that the separation between art and science is rooted in the systemic, racist, and sexism of physics. <laughs> The exhibit became teaching opportunity for Natalie Gosnell, who is conducting research on her teaching method by following students' progress in physics, identity, and belongingness. Belongingness. She's a feminist. She's a crazy woman. She's one of those from normal to crazy that... uh, Ms. Huckabee talked about, Ms. Huckabee Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders talked about. You see what I mean about it's hard to pick what to talk about on the air? Because the crazy is everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Let's talk about National Pizza Day.
2: It's National Pizza Day. Can yes. we order pizza today? Let's, let's talk about that. That's more. That's not, more, let's that's not more diet fun. today at lunch. Let's have pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth. That we'll probably order Casey's pizza. I just gave him a little plug. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Adam. We'll be right back. Every you're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, globalism is tyranny. That's all there is to it. It's tyranny worldwide spread. And we have these elitists meeting in Davos, you know, telling you to eat bugs and to stop driving around and, you know, just stay put, you know, save the, and and whatever you do, don't have more children. (laughs) Don't have more children. We have abortions for that. We must, must, must save the planet. You must save the planet, not me. You must save the planet. Well, after the show, I saw this article pop up. It's written by Edward Ring. And it's talking about Somalia. It says, Somalia's problem isn't climate change. It's the climate agenda. Now... I don't know where you stand. Maybe some of you agree with climate change and maybe some of you do not. Maybe you're like me and you've already seen through the lies. I've lived through the lies when they lie constantly to you. You need to back up and look at the big picture. The ones who are lying to you jet set all over the world. They're getting paid millions of dollars to give their speeches. And they don't live what they tell you. And none, zero, not one prediction has ever come true. (laughs) In scripture, they got rid of those kind of prophets. During the State of the Union address, Joe Biden, the installed president, said that climate change is the existential threat upon the land uh, everywhere. And America needs to, uh, you know, we need to bow down to this and worship it. But climate change is not the problem in Somalia. It says here that um, Linda Thomas Greenfield, a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, recently appeared on NPR's NewsHour to discuss the looming catastrophe in Somalia and call for more aid to the troubled East African nation. In her interview, she replied and cited repeatedly and cited climate change as a season, as the reason I can't even talk for Somalia's current predicament. Now they are in an extreme drought. And it's the worst drought. In 40 years. So they had an extreme drought 40 years ago. So, what happened in those 40 years in between? Well, to cut it, cut to the crust of this article, the climate change agenda didn't cause the drought, but it has caused other problems. All the free aid they have gotten has caused them more trouble than it has helped them. Now, it says that they became an independent nation. I'm going to find where that said that. Here it is. Ever since African nations gained independence in the 60s, the policies, mostly Western nations, have centered around shoveling billions of dollars in food aid and medical medical aid, with the utterly unsustainable result being exploding populations in societies that don't evolve and advance internally because they don't have to. To put this failure into a stark economic terms, he says Somalia's GDP in 2020 was six, 2020 has not been that long ago, was $6.9 billion. On that base, their exports totally at a sultry, uh, 276 million. While they imported $4.2 billion, Somalia's trade deficit is nearly 60% of the GDP. They are a welfare nation living on welfare continent. Now, when they're talking about the population explosion, my mind went right back to something that Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders said, we need the American people, the United States needs to pay for abortions in Africa. But the real problem in Africa is the 3.5 million acres of farmable land that's just sitting there, not being farmed. Why? Climate change agenda. That's why. Keep them poor. Tyranny keeps people poor. It's a great article. It's rather lengthy, but it's a great article and it really makes you think. It says to begin with, the primitive, the primary cause of Somalia's current difficulties is a population explosion and it has grown beyond the capacity of primitive agriculture. So what little land that they are farming, they're doing it in a primitive manner. So they're not able to, (laughs) they're not able to feed their own people. We need to understand Al Gore, John Kerry, all these elites and Davos, and the <laughs> and the Hollywood that's following them. They have enough. Inflation doesn't bother them. They have enough. High gas prices don't bother them. They have enough. Yes and they will fry their bugs on a gas stove too you bet your bottom bippy they will <laughs> i'm not ready to eat bugs i i i know i know john the baptist did it and i really liked john the baptist i love his character i i love what he is he was a great man but um i'm not ready to eat bugs i do like honey i do like honey <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not quite the same thing. He ate
2: bugs and honey. <laughs> okay. Locusts and honey. All right. Locusts and honey. I like honey. I, I thought go that you were,
1: bar. I thought you were comparing bugs
2: to honey. No, know. no, no, no. Okay. I think he might have dipped them in the honey. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not ready for bugs yet. Don't send me a can of bugs, people. Do not send me a can of bugs. All right. The spy can, balloon.
1: Can I back up just a little bit? Sure. You were talking about the Catholic church being on the terror watch list or whatever now, so
2: only the Latin speaking we have a
1: <laughs> we have a listener in Phoenix that's on Facebook. He says uh, he says now that there's a parish in Phoenix that's kinda of far away for him to go to church, but he says mm-hmm. now that the FBI's after it.
2: He's gonna try he's gonna, to go, go, there.
1: Go, <laughs> he's gonna go to the Latin mass again. <laughs> I like this guy.
2: I like him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do. I'm not, like I said, I'm not Catholic. I'm Baptist. Uh, I don't know what tongue we speak sometimes. But uh, (laughs) go to your Latin masses, folks. Be a rebel. (laughs) Go to your Latin masses. (laughs) Be a rebel. Spy balloons. CNN. A day before the suspected Chinese spy balloon entered the U.S. airspace over Alaska, The Defense Intelligence Agency quietly sent an internal report that a foreign object was headed toward the U.S. territory. They sent it internally. You know what that's like, right? Do you think that the uh, air traffic controllers knew about this?
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Are they the ones that shut down the Montana airspace or did the federal government shut Uh, it down?
1: I'm not sure. You know, we don't have commercial airliners flying that high but there are a few military well, maybe I can't say that on
2: don't, don't that. say that out loud <laughs> <laughs> too late I just right. blew comes, my top here comes the here. guys in the black suits with the sunglasses they right weren't my, the my clearance they weren't my clearance sometimes you know pays to know people but yeah <laughs> you're listening to CST Talk Radio this is Beth Ann we're going to talk a little bit about, and I'm, I'm really hoping Daniel's going to come with us tomorrow, and I hope he's going, to, he's going to inform us about some things too. But we're going to talk about a little bit today what happened to that Nord Stream pipeline. Well, guess what? We happened to it. If you're listening to CSC Talk Radio, this is Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, I'm Mr. H, here to tell you about
3: an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains 9 exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150. Nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website Immuno150.com. That's immuno150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. That's 800-613-8053.
2: Have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So this came out yesterday after the show, too. At least that's when I saw it. And I have told you briefly earlier this week that my writings are now on a a site called Substack, like a like a sub sandwich. Only you stack it up. It's Substack. So you can visit there. And we've named it Beyond the Microphone. The fifth segment. We have four segments in the show, so it's the fifth segment. And uh, we've. I think today will be the sixth post that I have had on it. Uh, it is free. You can donate if you want to, but it's free. Uh, I've had four people, I think, that have donated to it. Uh, they're just being very kind, I think. But it is free. Uh, we like to get as many readers as we possibly can. You can comment on them. Uh, Keep it clean. You know how I am. Keep it clean. Um, But I found this came on American Greatness. But in this, it says Substack Post. So the writer on Substack, which is a journalist, his name is Seymour Hirsch. He's the one who broke the story. And um, so here you go. It says the Biden House ordered... The bombing of the Nord Stream underwater gas pipeline in the Baltic Sea uh, in September of 2022. And the covert operation was carried out by none other than our CIA, according to a veteran investigative journalist. In a lengthy and in-depth substack post, and we need to go back and get that post and keep it on file. Legendary reporter Seymour Hersh explained how U.S. deep-sea divers planted mines along the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines in June of 2022, using widely publicized NATO military exercise as a cover. The mines were later remotely detonated, causing the powerful explosion that destroyed the pipelines, according to Hirsch. Now, you remember... They lied and tried to tell us it was an earthquake. And then they lied and tried to tell us Russia did it to themselves. Hirsch is 85 years old, is a renowned expert on CIA and military dark ops.
1: He's probably not going to make it to 86. just
2: saying. He's uh, <laughs> broken the stories <laughs> of the My Lai massacre in Vietnam, the Abgrabe prison torture in Iraq, and the Obama regime's weapon, weapons-funneling rat line to the jihadists in Syria. This guy is one smart cookie. 83 years old. I'm sorry, he's 85 years old. And he broke this story. Now, I'm going to go back on Substack. I looked at it yesterday, but I did not copy and paste it or print it. And we will do that and save it. If you want it. I'm going to ask you for a donation to send at least to pay for the paper and the mailing of it. And we'll give you this article with it. This is coming from Deborah Hine. She just is basically telling you what his article says and uh, how he's come about this information. Um, Tyranny. Globalism is tyranny. The Biden administration is tyrannical. Trump made mistakes. I didn't like everything he did or what he said. But he was doing what he did for the best of America. Biden is doing everything he's doing to break America. And then he gets up there and lies during the State of the Union address and points to the Republicans for not passing his uh his bill or whatever to build a wall or to add more... Not Bill wall. excuse me, that was wrong. To add more border agents. He's firing the border agents. He's re- ridiculing the border agents. That was a bogus lie. There is no bill from Joe Biden for the House to look at to improve anything. In fact, I saw today where they are going to do away with 42 so that they can all just, as if they're not all coming anyway, and Then I read where some of the some of the illegal immigrants, it ain't so good here anymore, and they're going to Canada. <laughs> so so they we're just they're just trucking across our land, kind of like that balloon was going across our land. It's going on. I have never heard other than in his rallies, and Trump says things that I don't like. But he and Desantis are going to go butt head to head. I'm disappointed in Desantis if he runs for president. Because I see it as a disloyalty, and I know that's what Trump sees it as. Ron DeSantis would not be governor now had it not been for President Donald J. Trump getting him elected the first time as governor. He just barely squeaked in there. Now, he's been an excellent governor for Florida, and that's what we need. I think he'll make a good president one day, but we need... Donald J. Trump as president. And then we need DeSantis where he is. We need Noam where she is. We need the governors that are great governors. Reynolds in Iowa. I think that's her name, right? And we need those good governors in place so President Donald J. Trump can do a better job. I think it's our last chance. Now, I'm sick and tired of the media, you know, Fox and all these, saying this could be our last election. Yeah. I'm not sure we didn't already have that. But America is known for rising up, even against the corruption. You think the, the king wasn't corrupt, what he was doing? There was an immigration problem then, but it was the opposite. He wouldn't let anybody come here. Then he taxed them without representation he sent all kind he started it erected it says in the 10th grievance offices and sent hither swarms of officers to eat out our substance bureaucracy i pray that desantis is not one of them Right now, it's popular to act like you're a conservative. It's very popular. And I don't think that necessarily Trump is a real, true to heart conservative. But we know people that aren't, that are Republicans. You know, Liz Cheney, she's no conservative, never was. Romney, he never was. He's a disloyal person, too. I don't want DeSantis to be that way. I really like what DeSantis says and does. I think he's brave. But I think it's not his time. What I would really like, I'm going to, I think I'll suggest it. I'll go on Truth Social and suggest it to both of them. I'd really like for DeSantis and Trump to sit down and have a plan for America. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome if they brought in other governors and had a plan? Wouldn't it be awesome if the Republican Party actually got behind President Donald J. Trump this time and supported him? And if he wins and when he wins, supported him? It's time for you and I to do our part, because it's only going to come when we bring America home.